Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey, sis, it's the summer, and that means more cookouts, date nights, girls' trips, and overall enjoyment. What that does not mean is that we should slack on our nutritional needs, gut health, and supporting our immune systems. That's why we need to keep our physical wellness as much a priority as our social wellness by taking one scoop of Athletic Greens every day. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in our diets, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. Listen, I used to take a handful of supplements and I am no longer about that life because who has the time? And it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it just fits. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting our immune system during these times, and they're offering a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you simply visit www.athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. So basically, you'll never have to buy vitamin D again. I don't care how much sun you get, you always have to supplement your vitamin D. So to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, Sis podcast. I am your host, Dr. Cassandra Dunbar. How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? I've been all right. I've gotten back into audiobooks and have decided to either listen to or read all of the books that have been recommended by podcast guests. And the one that I just finished listening to is called Chillpreneur, and it was actually recommended by Dr. Omalara in the um, episode that's entitled The Power of the Pivot. And I am really happy with that one and really recommend it to all entrepreneurs. I'd be sure they want the idea that we don't have to toil for every single dollar we make. It's a good book to help you really identify any mindset blocks around money and how to get past them. So I typically ask for book recommendations and link it below in the show notes so that you can learn about the book. It's also in our bookshop storefront where I've listed all the book recommendations in one convenience place that's also linked down below. So anyway, the book Chopreneur actually fits beautifully with the theme of today's episode on manifestation. And before learning about manifestation, I honestly rejected the premise. It's nothing like a lot of, if I wish for it enough, something will happen. And that just didn't feel right with my spirit. But as I've learned more about manifestation, it really is just being honest about your wants and your needs to both yourself and to God, and then taking faithful and intentional steps towards attaining those goals. 
I've always had a hard time with people who are constantly, quote, praying about it, but never being about it or taking steps to get it. But in speaking with today's guest, I get a good grasp as to what it really means to manifest, and I'm really excited to share the episode with you. So today's guest is Afia, and she is a mindset and manifestation coach, content creator, and podcast host of the Manifest Edit. Her mission is centered around empowering ambitious women to stop playing small, confidently master their desires, and create extraordinary lives. There is nothing that excites her more than to empowering people to step into their greatness. After she was orphaned at the age of 14, she desperately wanted to live a normal life, but the older she got, the more she realized she w- that wasn't going to cut it, that normal wasn't going to cut it. She wanted more. So she went from battling chronic illness, anxiety, and depression to moving overseas from Scotland to Australia and manifesting her extraordinary life. Now she dedicates her life to empowering others and to break out of normal and into the extraordinary. So guys, let's just hop right into the conversation on how to manifest your extraordinary life. But before we do, please leave a rating and a review on whatever listening platform you listen on because every review counts and I'm so grateful. With that said, thank you so much for joining. I am so happy you're here. Be well, sis. All right. So today I have Ifia with us. She is a mindset coach and uh, mindset and manifestation coach, excuse me. Um, and I am so happy to speak to her. Is She's actually on the other side. She is in Australia, Melbourne. So she's taking the time to speak to us right now and it's early for her. And thank you for gracing us with your presence. How are you? I'm great. And thank you for having me as well. Of course, of course. So I'm really, really interested in your line of work and how, what is a mindset and manifestation coach one and how did you arrive to this as your bread and butter essentially? So as a mindset coach, I'm really focused on helping people get more out of their life and also build that deeper connection with themselves, work through their limiting beliefs, build those strong boundaries. And really, it's just about creating a life that is in integrity with someone and It is a form of life coaching, but it's more specifically focused on a lot of the belief work that is oftentimes subconscious and may have been something that we haven't consciously brought our awareness to before. And for me, what really led me to this line of work was initially I came to the online space as a content creator nine years ago. And as a content creator, especially as a solo traveler, I was getting a lot of questions and Although on the surface, many of these questions were about travel, often they were about things much deeper than that. And, you know, kind of when the pandemic hit, I realized that I'd spent so much time talking about travel online and kind of mindset in relation to travel, but I wanted to be talking about it on a much broader sense and to a much broader range of people as well. And especially over the last two years, I think it's really important to help people begin dreaming again and to remember what that actually looks like. Oh, that's beautiful to begin dreaming again. And I think that's so beautifully put because a lot of us are really stuck on in this hamster wheel. So many of us, because we're working from home and this life looks so different than what it did, was it two and a half years ago? I don't even know anymore. Um, That a lot of us are essentially living the same day over and over and over again. Um, So I love that. But I kind of want to go back to, um, you mentioned that you were a solo traveler for years. What were some of the questions that people were asking you 
that you felt were much more deeper than just surface level travel advice or tips? There were definitely a lot of questions around confidence to travel alone. Like, how did you have the confidence to go here? How did you know where to go? How were you sure that like things weren't going to happen while you were out there? Like, how did you do this? How are you like, um, because at the time as well, I was getting like, I was a relatively small, you know, in the content creation space, I wouldn't have even been a micro influencer at that point. I would have been classed as like a nano influencer and people are like, how are you managing to get all of these trips? And I was like manifesting all these free trips and manifesting working with tourist boys and things like that. And people are like, how is this possible when you have like 2000 followers? So I was like, manifested it. Um, and yeah, really putting myself out there for opportunities. And what's funny is the first ever time that I pitched myself for a brand as a content creator, I'd worked with some brands in the past, but I'd never pitched them myself. And the first time I remember I read about it on Facebook, a Facebook group in 2018 and people were like, yeah, I just pitched a brand myself. I was like, they pitched them themselves. And that night I went to sleep and I had a dream about this um, flotation tank business. And then the next day I wrote a pitch to them and they got back to me within half an hour and they were like, yeah, we'd love to work with you. And that was the first ever pitch I did. Wow. So tell me about, um, you mentioned manifestation. So what does it mean to manifest? I feel like we I hear it a lot, but what does it actually mean to manifest something? To manifest something is the process of making something real. And I think online, maybe the term has been lost a bit or it seems like so complicated, but I just really want you to focus on two things. Number one, we are all manifesting all the time. So that house that you're living in now, that job that you have now, everything you have in your life and everything you're experiencing in your life is something that you've manifested. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that we all have thoughts, ideas, dreams, wishes, and some of those are things that we act on. And some of those are things that just say dreams, thoughts, wishes, whatever. So the process of taking something from a thought to the belief work that you're doing, the action work that you're doing, the spiritual practices that you're doing, all of the in-between things between it being something that you can then experience is a manifestation process. Manifestation is not just, well, let me think, I'm going to think up these things and it's just going to happen. No, you have to think about it, believe it and do it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, um, do you have a five step, um, framework for manifestation? So what, can you walk us through that? (laughs) So this framework was something that I came up with after, uh, (laughs) Some might say a failure. I created a vision board in 2018 and it wasn't even the first vision board I created. It was the second vision board I created. And after I had such amazing success with one I'd created in 2016 that saw me moving to Australia, that saw me manifesting my at the time dream relationships. I was like, yes, I am the vision board queen. I'm <laughs> going to make another one and I'm just going to create some incredible things in my life. And so I did that in 2018. And then I revisited it. It had been my computer desktop for a really long time, but it was there, but it wasn't really there. Like I wasn't really looking at it, but it was there. Um, And one day in 2020, I actually looked at it. I was like, whoa, none of the things on here have actually manifested. And when I took some time to go over the things that I had put on the vision board, what I realized is that there were many things on there that were put on there out of a place of oh this would look good or oh this is where I should be at but they weren't actually in integrity with who I wanted to be and what I wanted to create and at that point what I realized is that many people begin the process of manifestation with okay this is what I want to have 
But I believe that before that, we really need to begin thinking about what our values are and the person that we want to be so that we can ensure that the things that we then go on to call in are number one, our integrity with that. And number two, that we have a really strong pull so that when things are challenging and we're navigating the highs and lows, we have a reason to continue going. So this really led me to come up with my VISE method for aligned manifestation. And I see me manifest some incredible results and the same for my clients as well. So the first step of that, like I touched on, is embodying the vibe of your higher self. And this is about understanding what your true self looks like. So when people throw around the term higher self, can often be mistaken to mean, well, someone better than I am now, someone more than I am now, who I am now is not enough. That's not true. To me, higher self just means like who you truly are, who you're truly here to be before, you know, society told you who you need to be, your peers told you who you need to be. All of these life events have built on top of your true essence. And, you know, for um, a big part of manifestation is actually unpeeling the layers and taking back all that isn't so you can be who you truly are. So that's what we look at. The first step is about embodying that and acting as if that were already true and acting as if that already true is not a lie because that is the essence of who you truly are from that place then sorry it sounds like at that point there were for me it sounds like you need some isolation a little bit because I feel like a lot of times we don't know who we are because we're taking on the people around us values and personalities and all of those things So it sounds like you might need to take a step back for a little bit to really go inward to answer those questions for yourself. Do you agree? That is so true. Like the process of self-inquiry around here and building your self-awareness, especially when you're thinking about embodying the vibe of your higher self, because people will be like, well, how do I come up with my values? And I'm like, well, you can't just go and Google like values and then pick some from a list that sound like you or sound good to you. It has to be something that you feel for yourself and that really, again, you know, before the episode started, we were talking a little bit about the power of intuition. And it's about learning to listen to that again, and knowing that you can trust your own intuition. So yeah, all of that um, is, is really grounding as well. Uh, it may be challenging at first, but ultimately, it's really grounding to be really secure in who you are and where you're going. Yeah. And, and um, you touched on intuition. And I, and I was thinking about sometimes life happens and what we thought was our intuition leading us may not have been, right? So we make mistakes and things don't go according to plan, right? And then we start to doubt ourselves. What are some tips for somebody who might be in that space where they don't necessarily trust themselves anymore to make the right decision or to have the best intuition? How do you trust them? How do you, what advice would you give them to tap back into that intuition? One of the first things I will say is, stop trying to make the right choice. When you are seeing the world as right and wrong, there's always somewhere for you to fail or to hit the mark or to get things right. So even the times and I'm like, mm, this, this didn't plan out exactly as expected. I'm not like, you failure, how could you do this? You shouldn't have listened. I'm just like, okay, let's, let's see what we can work with here. So just like, you know, free your mind by knowing that you don't have to make the right choice. You just need to make a choice. Um, and the other thing is learning to know what your intuition actually sounds like. So, you know, we have the intuition voice and we have the fear voice. And in the short term, the fear, you know, the fear voice might be like, oh, this is a short term win. And we might want to go with that because it feels comfortable in the short term but the intuition is thinking about the long-term vision is thinking about things that are in alignment with your values your integrity for example intuition may lead you to 
have some difficult conversations whereas the fear-based voice the ego-based voice will be like no put it off and you're like oh yeah you're right I don't need to have that difficult conversation that's fine it's fine okay that was my (laughs) intuition telling me that but you know (laughs) deep down you know and you just Mm -hmm. like want to push it away but the thing is like the more you make the maybe more difficult choices or you're following the path of most resistance instead of the path of least resistance what you're going to realize is I trust myself because I'm seeing I'm seeing the results of that but before especially if you're not used to listening to your intuition at this point in time you kind of have to take the leap before you see the results and just trust that you know what's best for you you've got yourself to this point in your life you're always looking out for yourself and remember that um, the whole purpose of your subconscious mind which is where your intuition lives is to protect you and keep you safe so you're never going to do anything that is going to drastically ruin your life I think most decisions in life as well are not permanent and there's nothing that is truly permanent so you know you always have change on your side that if you do do something it doesn't go quite as planned or as expected or you feel like you've made a mistake there are a few things that can't be rectified also true And, and I love that you mentioned um, earlier that the higher self is not like this future or better than um, version of yourself. It's essentially you right now. So I think if we think about that always, that like you are acting, you're making the best decision of what you have right now, that you are acting as your higher self, you are your higher self, um, that gives a little bit more comfort um, and more assurance in trusting whatever our intuition is telling us. So true. So I'm sorry, I I took us off course. So what is the rest of (laughs) the manifestation? um, So the second step is um, setting powerful and heartfelt intentions. So when you are in integrity with who you're here to be, it's much easier to make intentions that are alignment with that. If you're like, "Uh, I'm confident, I want to impact the world, I want to build a legacy, then it's really easy to be like, okay, the way I want to build a legacy is by starting this business that's going to do X, the way that I'm going to be confident is going to classes that make me feel this kind of way. So it's much easier to set intentions when you know who you're here to be. Um, And setting heartfelt intentions. So setting intentions that mean something to you, not just things that other people expect of you that's really important to make sure that they're for you and once you've got into this place where you are manifesting things on a consistent basis to you that's not to say you can't do nice things for anyone else or you can't do things for anyone else ever again just make sure you're putting yourself first so that when you are giving the most to yourself you then have more to give to others right So we also want to make sure that when we're setting these intentions that we're moving in the direction of what we actually want to create. We're always thinking about the process of creation when we're manifesting. And what that means is if you, for example, you want to manifest a new romantic relationship rather than saying, okay, it's my intention not to have bad relationships anymore. You want to focus on where you're actually going. So it's my intention to call in soulful, loving relationships that make me feel a certain kind of way. Um, so that's what really what's most important with those intention setting. And like I said, you can check them for integrity against the, the first step, which is embodying the vibe of your higher self. Um, moving from there, then we will go into energetic blocks and boundaries. So if you've heard of expressions like limiting beliefs and shadow work, this is the step where we really look at that. And we look at the subconscious programming that has been running your life up until this point. This work can be confronting because often we realize that a lot of the beliefs we have were never really ours to begin with. And that we, despite those never being our beliefs to begin with, 
we are still the ones that have to take responsibility for them because we are the only ones that actually have the power to change them. So if you're someone who likes to hold a grudge, <laughs> this is me previously, I had to do a lot of work around releasing that and letting that go and forgiving people and also forgiving myself for holding on to things so tightly as well. I think this work can be um, it can bring up a lot of emotions, but it's ultimately very freeing and it causes you to see the world differently and also causes you to see people differently as well. Have a lot more compassion for people because ultimately we're all doing our best. Most of us, well, most of us in the world are out here trying to do our best with the tools, resources and information we have at the time. And, you know, we can all look back with the benefit of hindsight and say, I would have done things differently, but all we have is right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of shadow work, I didn't know what that meant for a while um, and until I realized that I've been doing a lot of shadow work, especially since the pandemic, and I've been really serious about my therapy, um, that has been pretty much putting up a mirror to myself and examining the parts of me that I really don't care for and, and I, I want to change, right? Um, and you mentioned the compassion piece, and I, and I realized that the, the biggest thing that I've learned or that I've gained from therapy has been how I'm so much more compassionate to people um, around me. I may not know what you're going through specifically, but I know that some of the reactions and the behaviors really are not your fault per se. And, or they're rooted from somebody, something way deeper that have nothing to do with me. Um, so I look at things from that lens. So that's a, a side tangent. <laughs> Please continue. No, absolutely related. And you're so right because we can, you know, be holding on to generational trauma from seven years back. And it just is, is so deeply rooted within us that we have to be the ones to be the change makers. So yeah. it is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so something else I was going to say is just, you know, if you are listening to this episode and you're kind of unsure what shadow work is as well, it's really about those parts of ourselves that are you know in the darkness so parts of ourselves they may be traits that we don't want to look at they may be things that you're like oh like I wish I didn't do that or I wish I didn't behave this way and also what a lot of people don't know is that the shadows also include parts of your lightness that you're not willing to look at so for example for me I had um, I had this experience previously where I was dating this person and one of the reasons why I felt they were so amazing was because they brought out like a lot of playfulness in me and I was like oh I wasn't really that playful until I met this person but what I didn't realize is that that was always within me I just hadn't allowed myself to see it because I thought I had yeah. to be like so serious and front-facing so your shadows is home to the darkness and the light and it's not about one is better than the other or these are bad parts of you it's just parts of yourself that you don't have a lot of awareness around so shadow work is about integration not about demonizing or having guilt or shame for not being good enough um so just if you're listening and you're like what is shadow work that sounds dark and all twisted <laughs> it's, it's not really <laughs> so true and, and it kind of your explanation there kind of reminded me of um something you said earlier about um uh, I think you said that decisions are not good or bad. Um, mm. One thing that I'm trying to work on is I have very binary thinking. Um, I didn't realize that it's either left, right, black, white, there, and I need to make more space for the, the middle, right? Um, so in terms of shadow work, um, that's part of us, right? And like you said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a part of us that we might need to explore more. Um, things that you want to um, 
highlight more, bring out more and some things that you want to correct or readjust. It's not a, a bad thing. I think we need to look at ourselves more holistically as like a whole human with these experiences who've been through A, B, C, and D um, and, and really embrace our whole selves and even the parts that we're working to correct. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Um, so moving from energy oh and one last point so we touched on energetic blocks but also in this area we want to look at boundaries so I think something that's not talked about in the manifestation space enough is that yes it's really great to attract all of the things that you want into your life but you also have to kind of set a standard of what you're actually available for and what you're willing to let in your life and that means repelling some things that means saying that I'm not available for this I'm not available for these people and I'm going to be grounded in that so for example if you set the intention that I'm going to put my services out there for $500 and you set that boundary you set that standard and then someone comes to you and they're like oh, I would love that, but I, I can only afford to pay $400. You have to stand tall in the boundary because that's a boundary you set for yourself. If you don't do that, what's going to happen is you, you're going to take on the belief that, well, I don't keep the promises that I make to myself, which again leads back to what we we're saying earlier is about how can I trust my intuition? Well, if you're not keeping your promises to yourself, you're not going to trust your intuition because you're saying that I can't trust myself. So boundaries is a really great way to, to build our trust and build our belief in ourselves as well. Yeah. Um, and then you, you quickly mentioned um, energy blocks. Can you explain mm. what an energy block would be? How does it show up? Yeah. So, uh, and I just, so for example, we go through the, we know who we are, we know what we want to create. We set an intention to get something and then energetic blocks is anything that stops you from showing up and taking action. So those can be limiting beliefs. They can be like past, um, past events. It can even be past traumas, anything that stops you from going after your intention and feeling like you can't move forward. And then we can also even have physical blocks. So because of my space, I don't feel like I can create here. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel, um, you know, like I am free to be myself here. So there are many things that can stand in the way of us getting what I want, getting what we want. <laughs> um, and it's about bringing an awareness to what those things are and really about this process of getting to know ourselves better. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, so moving into the fourth step, which is the penultimate step, this is balancing feminine and masculine energy. And here is where we look at the way that we take action. Um, so typically, especially for women, there has been a lot of pressure to do things in a very masculine kind of way that the, the hustle and the strategy. Um, so the masculine energy is really looking at the, the, the hustle is looking at the so the strategy, the more strategic way of approaching things and the feminine energy is more of the flow, the ease, the receiving. So masculine is giving energy, feminine is receiving energy um, and balancing those energies isn't that one is better than the other. It's just learning how you work best and how you feel most comfortable in your feminine energy. You're also really connecting to your intuition. So when you hear people say things like inspired action, you know, the feminine is the inspiration part and the masculine is the action part and both of them work together really beautifully. So what inspired action might look like is, okay, I set the intention that I am going to start my cupcake business. Um, and then you meditate and you're thinking about it and you're like, oh, I should, um, I should call my friend. I'm sure she said she knew some available spaces to have some shops. And then the masculine is like, yeah, I'm going to call my friend today. I'm also going to do this today. I'm going to do this today. And you're making the strategies of how you're going to go about doing those things. But you were inspired to do those things rather than like, 
oh, well, if I'm starting a company business, the next logical step isn't phoning my friend. The next logical step is registering my business, blah, 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 blah. So it's, yeah, going where you're guided rather than just like, I have to follow a set structure is like the inspired action as opposed to just taking action for the sake of, I need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we really look at in balancing those feminine and masculine energies. And it's not about... um, that only women have feminine energy and only men have masculine energy, whether you're a male, female, or non-binary, we all have these types of energy within us. Uh, and it's just learning how you flow best, how you work best. And of course, in different seasons of your life, you're going to have different ways that you, you like to play into those energies. And then finally, the last step of the vibes method is surrender. And that is really just allowing the universe to surprise and delight us or God, if that's the word that you like to prefer is trusting that things are gonna work out. And it's also knowing that you don't need to know every single step of how something is gonna happen. You just need to know that no matter what, you are always supported by the universe and by yourself. I love that. That is also, I think, one of the harder parts for people, the surrender piece, Um, especially where you grow up in cultures, like American culture, which is all about hustle, 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 go and get it. Um, We don't, we feel like we have to do, keep doing, stay in motion for things to happen. What do you tell clients or people who are struggling with the surrendering piece? Like they've done everything up until that, but there's the surrendering that things are going to work out. (laughs) I think part of it is that, you know, surrender is, well, technically the last step, but it's also the first step as well, because you have to be willing to surrender all these old beliefs and these old patterns and these old thought processes to begin the process of even embodying the vibe of your higher self. So you're actually better at it than you think you are. We're surrendering in small ways every day, whether it's choosing to take a more mindful breath or choosing not to shout at someone. We are more powerful than we can even begin to realize. And I think once you begin to acknowledge that, you realize that anything is possible for you. Nothing is truly hard, but things are absolutely challenging. I love that. I love that. Oh, so, so good. Um, This has been um, a, a really good conversation. I'll be honest with you. The term manifestation, like we, I hear it so much. And I see it so much on social media that I'm just like, Ugh. but this was a really good conversation. And I, and I like um, the depth that you bring to it. And it's not just like, well, I'm going to manifest. Like, what do you mean you manifest? Like people are like, I'm, I've manifested a million dollar business. Tell me more. Don't just say you manifested. Like, I love that you really broke things down. And um, it is a real spiritual practice. And it's a practice of really returning home to yourself. Um, so I really appreciate this conversation. But before I let you go, um, I, I always ask two questions. So the first question is, what is a book that you'd recommend to um, the listeners? And it could be about anything at all, fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Oh, I am the best person for this question because I'm obsessed with books. <laughs> and although I'm currently rereading the Harry Potters, what I will say to you is, we Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. I've recommended that to two people. They bought it straight away and finished reading that book the same day because they're so obsessed with it. It's so great to read a book like that from a person of color, also a woman, and talking about you know how much longer men have had to learn financial literacy. And despite the fact that women are new to actually being able to manage their own wealth, that they are considerably better at it. Sorry, guys, but it's true. <laughs> and yeah, she just really, really, 
empowering to step into your own power to think about you know what you can create not only for yourself but perhaps future generations if you were to accumulate wealth and really breaking down how simple it can be and how you deserve to have nice things you deserve to have nice experiences and you desire deserve to be wildly wealthy if that's something that you want my mouth opened when you first said that because you are the second person who's recommended that within 24 hours um i think so that's confirmation for me i need to get that book um so it's so great yeah thank you for that i i keep seeing i literally pass it in target all the time but now I'm going to pick it up next time I see it. Rachel's calling <laughs> you. Rachel's calling you. Truly. <laughs> and the next question is, what's something that's brought you some joy in the last few days? Oh, I took a midweek break, which is something I've never really done before. I went out to my friend's place in Mornington, which is like an hour away from Melbourne. Um, and we both work from home. So on Monday and Tuesday, we're both working, doing our own thing. We come together for lunch and then in the evening we go out and do things. And one of the things we did was um, we went to this hot springs and it's just like overlooking nature and the sea. And I'm like, how cool is this that you get to just like be present in this moment and I'm not someone who normally socializes after work I do exercise or I go to yoga but I'm not really spending time with people so it was really really novel for me I'm like wow this is so exciting and I think it's just about like you know one of the things that I've said that I'm manifesting in 22 is my word for the year is magic and I want to be incorporating more moments of spontaneity and seeing how beautiful the world is and just like allowing the universe to like gift me with the most incredible things and I was like whoa I set this as my intention like a week ago and already I'm just like experiencing all the magic that is around me that maybe previously my eyes haven't been open to. Oh I love that I have never been to a hot spring before but it's going to happen for me one day, <laughs> but that's beautiful. And I love that word. Um, yeah. I haven't heard anybody use that term for their year. And I think I might steal it from you. I love that. Um, just Go for making, it, yes. Yeah. Making every day or just in, inviting more magical moments into your life. I think that's so, so beautiful. So, so dope. Um, thank you. Um, you have been a joy. Thank you so much. You're just so wise. And I really appreciate this conversation with you. Um, before we go, where can the people find you? Um, so we can find me on Instagram at afiasalter underscore. You can check out my podcast, the Manifest Edit podcast. And I also have a free training on the power of your subconscious mind um, that I'm sure there will be a link for that in the show notes as well. And it's really, you know, going a little bit deeper into some of the things that we've touched on today and how you can use conscious manifestation to, you know, really use both the power of your conscious mind and your subconscious mind to be manifesting your extraordinary life. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. All of the links will be down below in the show notes as to where you can find her as well as on the blog at bewealthit.com. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.